Welcome on back to another DST podcast. The name is JT Smelik. Thanks for tuning on in with us today. And we got a couple of really awesome topics I've been wanting to get to for a couple of days. The one we're going to be picking today is Baker Mayfield. I've been asked a lot about him. I've had my friends ask me what I think uh, what I think of him. I've heard comparisons made to uh, Cousins, Vikings quarterback, and I definitely don't see that at all. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, but I do not defend him by any means. I mean, there's a lot to dive into about Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns in general, and I think it's a very good discussion for us to have here. And let's just go to week one. That's where we'll start. Week one, entering the NFL season, the hype train was in full effect for the Cleveland Browns, adding a lot of really awesome weapons in the draft. They went out and got Greedy Williams, another awesome cornerback, and then they went out and they traded for Odell Beckham Jr. For Odell Beckham Jr., and they also traded, or no, they did not trade. They signed Kareem Hunt after being let go by the Kansas City Chiefs, even though he's suspended for the part of the season. They have a lot of really awesome weapons already there. Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, um, Hilliard, Higgins, and Joku before he got hurt. So there's a lot here for them to use. They have Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the football. And it seems if you're looking at this with Olivia Vernon and everything, it seems that this team, in theory, should be a really solid football team baker mayfield is known for his passing and his accuracy that is baker mayfield's strong suit is being accurate when throwing the football so again going into week one we had the titans versus browns and it was a pretty decent football game for um i would say about a half uh a couple of miscues and everything the main issue became you can't let a score dictate what really happened in a game because They fell out in the second half late. Baker Mayfield was forcing a lot of things, just trying to give their team a shot. So again, when you see things like that, uh, one touchdown to three interceptions, one or two of those, you can definitely just say he's just trying to make something happen and you can't really put the blame on him. But again, the team just fell apart and could not get anything going. It is what it is. The Titans are a really odd team this year. I can't seem to figure them out. I'm not a big Mariota fan. I don't like Derrick Henry. I liked Mariota out of college, but I, I, I just can't figure them out. So, I mean, you move on. It is what it is for them. And then they head into week two against the Jets. This is where they start to get back on track. Um, the defense rattles the Jets a whole bunch. Baker Mayfield plays really solid. Uh, 19 of 35, 325 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Again, those aren't great stats, but getting back on track of where we should uh, see. Simeon got hurt in the game for the Jets, so they actually had to go to a third-string quarterback, as we know. Darnold out with Mono, and they just couldn't get a lot going. So they did what they had to do against the Jets, and then we move into a game, the Rams-Browns, and, I mean, this was just a good football game for a large part of it, but once more, you just see Baker Mayfield being very limited with 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception, completing about 50% of his passes. Nick Chubb, 96 yards on the ground on 23 carries. And you just fall short to a good Rams team. And then they come back and make a bit of a statement game. Baker Mayfield, 
20 of 30, 342 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. This is kind of similar of what we've normally seen from Baker Mayfield. At least this is what we expect to see. We were, uh, Browns won 40 to 25. And I mean, they did it their job. They went out and they made their statement game. Then they come to play the 49ers, and I sort of expected the 49ers to lose this one. And boy, oh boy, was I wrong. This takes us up to our current week. Baker Mayfield had one of the worst games I've ever seen from a quarterback. 8 for 22, 100 yards, playing the entire game, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Losing 31-3. to Now, it's really easy to just sit there and bash on him and... You watch him make his one reads. He throws into a lot of poor windows. But if you break it down a little bit more, there's a bit, there's there's more issues than most people, especially your average fan, is is really looking into. Starting with, he's just not accurate like he used to be. Now, I don't know when this started to happen by any means. Because that was what he was known for. I think last season he completed somewhere around 60% of his passes. And he, he, that was his strong suit. He didn't have the height or anything, but he was he was very accurate when he did anything. Now you move into this year, he's not nearly as accurate. And then there's a very scary statistic here. Give me one moment. We're trying to pull it up. Okay. Uh, he's he's completing under 25% of his passes in the red zone. Comparing that to last year, he had completed 65% of his passes. I think he only had one pick in the red zone. I think he's at four now this year. And if you go and watch him, there's one in the 49ers game. There's a lot that's not his fault at all. But it just becomes a case of when it rains, it pours. But every statistic's worse, and I think it all stems from... Well, he's not as accurate. Let's start with going out to get Odell Beckham Jr. I liked it, but football's not like basketball. It takes a very special group to work in any sport. And you see uh, Baker Mayfield, he's forcing the ball a lot. You keep hearing it before every single Browns game how are they going to get Odell Beckham the ball? How are they going to feed all these mouths? What happens when Chubb comes or uh, Chubb is back and then they have Kareem Hunt? How are they going to handle that? Jarvis Landry, all of these players. And that is becoming a real issue. You'll see a lot of times Baker's trying to force something that's not there. Kind of like the uh, Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson thing where there's a lot of times where he just wasn't open, but Matthew Stafford wanted to give Calvin Johnson a chance to make a play on the ball. And you eventually saw with Calvin gone, Matthew Stafford became a better quarterback in trying to spread the ball around more. I think that sort of has become a problem here. They're also forcing to get uh, Odell Beckham in the game more. By that, I mean they're having him run the ball. They're throwing the ball with him. And this isn't New York. I don't like Fred Freddie Kitchens at all as they're, as calling their plays for head coaching. And I don't think he's proven that he should, he can do this yet. And, and it's really tough when you have a, a second year quarterback and you have a head coach that I don't think is utilizing the team's weapons properly. You don't need Odell throwing the ball. You have a quarterback. Okay. I get it. It's, it's fancy and everything. It's not putting your team in rhythm to win football games. 
It's as simple as that. And so we move on. Uh, again, him and Odell Beckham Jr. And regardless of what you think about Odell Beckham, he's one of the best receivers in the league. They have the worst reception rate of any quarterback-receiver combo with a minimum of 10 targets at 30% only. And that's a very concerning statistic, especially when you have a very accurate quarterback. And what does that tell me? That just tells me that they have a big issue with trying to force the ball to him. Baker Mayfield is holding on to the ball way too long. That's another issue is he has to learn to get rid of it more. I think he's holding on to it like for three and a half seconds, like three, four. And that's just not going to work, especially with how bad his O-line has been. And you can you can bash the O-line, which I am doing. And I'm going to tell you that the O-line has not been good. But there's very viable ways to compensate for that. You saw it with Andrew Luck. That was one of the reasons Andrew Luck had gotten so much better. He was just able to dump the ball off more. Matthew Stafford's gotten rid of the ball quicker. Deshaun Watson's getting rid of the ball quicker. Uh, Tom Brady's the king at getting rid of the ball quickly, especially when they bring pressure. Um, so, I mean, you see things like that, and you just you got to wonder, why isn't he being taught this? You continue to dive deeper into everything. There's a lot of issues. I think a lot of it can be solved with a very simple notion of, you need to trade Odell Beckham Jr. You have, you have Kareem Hunt coming back. So you're already going to have another star. So go out, trade Odell Beckham Jr. Go get yourself an offensive lineman or two. Go address your issue. Because Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, I believe. And I believe that he, it requires time and patience when working with any second-year quarterback. A lot of them do face the, uh, the sophomore slump, the sophomore wall that they hit. And they have to start evolving as quarterbacks. The first year, you're able to kind of bring the moxie that is the college system that you were brought up in, Oklahoma, and that's just not going to work. And so I don't believe in uh, Freddie Kitchens. I believe they need to really evaluate play calling with someone else. But I do believe that this team can work. Uh, I actually have them beating Seattle at the time this is being recorded. It is 7.41 p.m. Saturday, October 12th. So I hope to see that moving forward. But there's a lot of questions here with Baker Mayfield and how the Browns are going to figure out what they need to get done and they need to get something done quickly, whether it's a trade or just a coaching philosophy change, a coaching change, whatever needs to get done. This team has all the pieces and I'm not giving them excuses. A lot of people want to, I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. He always reminded me a lot of me. Um, when it came to competition, I've always been, you're either with us or against us. And I love that. And a lot of people hate him for it. Um, but he, he doesn't disrespect players for no reason. Um, he's always been very respectable. Uh, a lot of people mistake his cockiness and his ego for being not a good sport. But as Richard Sherman wants to come and bash him, well, Richard Sherman was lying. And I'm a Richard Sherman fan. I was very disappointed in him. I think that says more about his character than Baker Mayfield's, even though everyone wants to bash Baker. That's not what this is about. It's about Richard Sherman's poor character. Baker Mayfield attempts to... It, it's another thing to be a struggling quarterback. It's another thing to be a struggling quarterback on the Cleveland Browns. There's so much animosity 
towards Brown's quarterbacks. We expect them to just fail. And I was worried when Baker was drafted there, being a fan of him when he was at Oklahoma. I fell in love with this guy. He, I mean, watching him, you watched him chug the beer, and he wants to be the face of the city. He wants to be what the city needs. And I really hope it can work out for him. And they're just not, they're expecting so much of him, even though I'm expecting a lot of him. I'm not giving him a pass because I know he has the talent and he's got to play better. So, I mean, I, I hope moving forward we do see this going a little bit better. But once more, this is the JT Smellick DST podcast, Detroit Sports Talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Kirk on the Beats, Kirk helping me mix my um my vocals and i appreciate all the help we are creating something really awesome here guys thank you so much for being a part of it until next time see ya